It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. It's a Monday, and it's October. And darn it, the government didn't shut down. Yeah, and and I really get a laugh out of the people in the media that were so hoping people like me would be vocal, happy to be. You want the government to shut down? Yeah, be great. I'll explain that. Meantime, there was a vote on that and and other issues, and some Democrat was determined to not allow it to happen. This is hysterical, but hang on. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. For your parents out there, you know what it's like. You catch your kid doing something they know they're not supposed to do, right? And then they turn to you and offer just the lamest possible excuse and lie which is hysteric it's just hysterical to watch because the kid is desperately trying to get you to believe something that there's just absolutely no way this is true and the more the kid digs a hole for himself the deeper he continues to dig because now he's got a lie to cover up his lies and you know how it snowballs right so an adult child did exactly that in congress jamal bowman who represents much of the bronx in westchester county He's under investigation for pulling a fire alarm before the House voted on the funding bill earlier this evening. A camera captured Bowman pulling the alarm. He says it was an accident and told reporters he was trying to get through a door thinking the alarm would open it. He later released a statement reading in part, quote, Today I was rushing to make a vote. I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open. I'm embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused, but I want to be very clear, this was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. This, oh, no, it was not me in any way. I wasn't trying to delay some kind of... But, oh, that and, you know, when he says, well, the, the door would not open, well, it would open. It would. Because it has to. That's actually part of law written by... Uh, who wrote that law? Oh, it was Congress that wrote the law, right. So it has... To, you've seen it. You get up to a door and you just kind of push on the bar there and that activates the lock from the inside and you can just go through the door. But there's signs all over the place that say, you know, uh, fire alarm will go off and so on. There's video or pictures, I think it's pictures of him removing those signs. So he could make the excuse, well, I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know that would. He removed the signs that said the alarm would sound. Then he walks over to the fire alarm, which is on the wall. You've seen the kind. 
the kind you put your fingers into the top, a little red box, and you pull it down and the fire alarm goes off. So his excuse, I love the excuse. This is where I get, this is like a little kid who's trying to come up with some kind of a story that they expect you to believe. And it's the lamest possible story. But I'm looking at a picture here. He intentionally walks over to the fire alarm, grabs the fire alarm and pulls it down with the idea, well, I thought that was going to open up the door and the alarm wouldn't sound. Now, there's pictures here that I'm looking at. Emergency exit only. And it says right there that, you know, alarm will sound and so on. Actually, I think probably all he had to do was not pull the fire alarm, but just uh, go through the door. It probably would have set the alarm off right there. He probably could have made that excuse. But there's multiple pictures here of the exit. And he also said, well, I was trying to get to a vote. Uh, <clears throat> the door leads outside. The votes happen inside. I don't understand that. But okay, I, we can keep breaking this down, right? Isn't this hysterical? Okay, so th this guy walks over and pulls the alarm that time at that moment the democrats were trying to stall a vote and i think it had to do with the budget were trying to stall a vote on the floor and they were trying to stall this vote unsuccessfully so delay tactics have to be used but nothing is working as far as procedural delay tactics fine he just decides this guy just decides to go over and pull the alarm there that's a delay tactic. Now, everybody has to evacuate the building because the alarm's going off. The question for this congressman now is, so uh, what do you, do we, do we get rid of him? Do we, I don't know, how do you fire this guy? There's a lot of members of Congress I would love to fire. How do you get rid of this guy? Morning, Rianne. That is the stupidest lie I've ever heard from a grown man. Well, hang on, Rianne. I'm going to challenge you on that. Aren't you married? Okay. No, that is not the dumbest lie you've ever heard from a grown man. <laughs> you just think about that for a moment. I, okay. Wait a second. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm answering Miss Mary. Okay. Miss Mary's having problems with her computer. This is what happened when I tried to turn on my... Oh, it's doing some kind of an update? Oh, Miss Mary, you are so screwed. So, okay, while well, she's dealing with her computer problems down the hallway over there, I'm going to go ahead. I'm actually going to play that again, that news report, because I want you to hear not just what he did, but the excuse. And at the end of it, again, he jumps in preemptively. But this has nothing to do with a vote. I was not trying to delay some kind of a vote. This has no and I love the idea that, well, if, if in case you're confused, if there's any confusion out there, if you're confused by what's going on, so he's got to put this back on you. But let's listen to that again, because I thought that was just hysterical. Jamal Bowman, who represents much of the Bronx in Westchester County, is under investigation for pulling a fire alarm before the House voted on the funding bill earlier this evening. A camera captured Bowman pulling the alarm. He says it was an accident and told reporters he was trying to get through a door thinking the alarm would open it. 
He later released a statement reading in part, quote, Today I was rushing to make a vote. I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open. I'm embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused, but I want to be very clear, this was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. So again, also not only does he walk over and pull an alarm, anybody here ever thought that one of those alarms, you know what I'm talking about, little red box on the door, you put your fingers at the top and you pull it down. We've all seen those. Anyone ever thought that that would open a door? Okay. I was rushing to a vote. That that door is usually open for votes. And then you look at the door. There's it's it's got glass. About half the door is glass. The other half is wood. And you can see through the glass. There's a parking lot out there. So in order to get to a vote, it's usually open for votes. The vote's happening inside. Why are you going outside? Is that where the vote's going to be held? Outside. You see how lame this gets. And again, the preemptive. This has nothing to do with trying to delay the. Okay. So it's going to be really interesting to see if anything happens to this guy other than he really needs to be embarrassed. But I would love it's not I I don't expect this to happen during the next election. I would love for his he represents the Bronx for them just to get rid of him. That's probably not going to happen. So if there's anything that's going to happen, it needs to happen in Congress. And they'll probably just slap him on the wrist at most by doing some censure thing or something like that. You know, so he probably gets away with this, unfortunately. Jude, this would not be obstruction of a congressional proceeding like uh, the J6 men were charged with. No, especially because he was trying to get out of the building. He just didn't want the vote to happen. By the way, Judy, next up, they decided to go ahead and vote to keep the government open. And Kevin McCarthy now, of course, catching a lot of flack from his own, some members of his own Republican Party because of that. So what exactly did they decide? We'll talk about that next. 6.16 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming. Start your day with Glenn Woods. Did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six twenty-three is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. I'm just getting today off to a great start, aren't I? Okay, so first off, I'm talking about this congressman who went and pulled a fire alarm in order to delay a vote and then came up with a whole list of the lamest excuses you've ever heard. Like listening to a child trying to lie for the first time about something that you obviously caught them red-handed doing. So to that, Rianne from Fort Danger said, this is the stupidest lie I've ever heard from a grown man. In which case I said to her, no, obviously not because you're married. Scotty, her husband, said, hey, don't throw me under the bus here. So, (laughs) Uh, Iety John, morning, Glenn. My campaign ad for Bowman, the guy who pulled the fire alarm. Do you want to vote for someone who doesn't know what a fire alarm is? Well, yeah, you know, for that matter, we could use that same kind of a campaign ad for all sorts of members of Congress who don't know basic things. It'd be so easy to run that kind of an ad. This person is so dumb. I mean, just, again, the names, boy, so many people I could pick up. But let's go for googly eyes for just a moment. Casio cortez is one of the dumbest members in the history of Congress. Now, 
What's funny about that, you've met this type before. When you meet someone who really thinks that they're the smartest person in the room, they really do. And they get so confused when you explain to them that, no, you're not, and here's why you're stupid. And as they try to talk themselves out of that stupid label that they've been stuck with, the more they talk, the dumber they sound. And then you realize you underestimated how stupid they are. Okay, we have people like that in Congress. How easy would it be to run a campaign ad? Hey, New York, seriously? You, you honestly want someone this dumb in Congress? This is your representative here. I would like to do that for a lot of members of Congress. This is your representative, huh? Okay, you know, if, if this accurately represents you, you just keep voting for this. Because that's what the American people do. Constantly, as, as much as I pick on members of Congress and presidents, I always have to come back around and say, you know, but then again, who are the idiots who vote for these people? Debbie Watcher gloriously expanding Big Butt Schultz. Debbie Pooh, I call her. Debbie Wasserman Schultz is a senator from, I'm sorry, a House of Representatives from Congress. Uh, boy, did I do a third cup of coffee will be happening soon. Well, is a uh, member of the House of Representatives from Florida. Now, if you remember, when Hillary Clinton was running for president, it looked like Bernie Sanders might actually get the nomination. So some tricks were pulled behind the scenes at the convention. So there's no way Bernie could win. Somebody rigged the game. And it turned out to be Debbie Wasserman Schultz. So she was fired by the Democrat Party because she was party chairman at the time. She was let go. She was immediately hired by Hillary, by the way, right after that. Now, she was caught lying and rigging the system red-handed. Well, Hillary still wound up as their nominee. Funny how that works. Debbie Pooh have been caught red-handed rigging the system, and a lot of Democrats were mad as hell that this had happened. Debbie Pooh goes home. She's being primaried in her own district by another Democrat who's pointing this out. Look at what Debbie just did. She just rigged the system against you, fellow Democrats. And yet Debbie goes home and runs for Congress and wins her primary and then wins her congressional seat again. And she's still there. How the hell? The number of times. How did Senator Kennedy, Edward Kennedy, after Chappaquiddick, continue to get elected to Congress? How the hell? This is where we as the American people, just, we just really suck when it comes to picking good people to, to carry whatever this seat is, whether it's congressional seat or president or a local office, whatever the case is. We pick some of the worst people. Jim and Laramie, her voters think she is smart. What does that say about them? Yeah. Well, think about it. Um, the Wicked Witch of the West, Nancy Pelosi, she represents San Francisco. San Francisco thinks she's great. What does that say about San Francisco? Big wave in Casper. The scariest part of this is the story is an idiot that thinks a fire alarm will actually open a locked door to get votes on important government decisions. Yeah, and again, th th there's so much about this that's just garbage. 
besides the fact that he threw, there's three big signs in front of that door, and he threw them all out. Then he goes, pulls the alarm. But what even gets me beyond that is you can see because about half of the door is made of glass, and you can see it leads outside. And he's saying, well, uh, that door usually leads to voting. You go outside to vote, Congressman? Because I'm under the impression the vote is happening inside. If you had turned around and gone the other way, you could have gone to where the vote was being held. You were trying to get outside. Or maybe you were just pulling the alarm to delay the vote. I'm just tossing that out there. Morning, Mike. Unfortunately, he is correct. If it was an exit door by fire alarm code, it would unlock it. I'll explain that in just a minute. Hang on. Coming up on local news. Wake up, Wyoming. Keeping some honest, letting some lie, letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. 6.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, so the congressman, the Democrat, I know it's going to come as a shock, who lied. The Democrat who lied. I know, right? Who pulled the fire alarm. I thought it would open up the door because it was going to go out and vote, even though that was go outside and vote. It had nothing to do with me trying to delay a vote. That lame lie. All right, here's what was going on. Speaker Kevin McCarthy scored a shocking victory, the story said, over, uh, well, by securing the House passage of a 45-day stopgap bill to keep the government open and cut off funding to Ukraine. McCarthy's victory, almost impossible, as recently as this, in the morning this was written, anyway, it happened over the weekend. Disagreements inside his own conference and willingness among Democrats, even, to shut the government down for a while. Yet it became clear that momentum for a stopgap continuing resolution without Ukraine funding was building. Panic Democrats began... Delay tactics, that's that delay tactic with pulling the fire alarm, uh, including a long filibuster as well. Okay, so finally what happens here? Representative Jamal Bauman, that's the guy who pulled the fire alarm, got that. Okay, now I want to get into McCarthy's deal here because in order to do this, he had to get some Democrats on board to vote with him in order to pass his continuing resolution to keep the government open. Which, again, to me, I, I'll not understand it. I, I really don't. Because I look at the damage government does, and shutting down the government is still only shutting down a very small percentage of government. And even then, all the people who were not paid while it was shut down will continue to get paid after when it opens back up. They will catch back up with their pay again. Nothing bad really happens this is not devastating to the country. The idea of the government is shut down. Oh, my God. The whole nation will fall apart. We'll probably do a bit better, actually, if it shuts down for a while. And even then, they barely shut down anything. Such a small portion of the government is actually shut down. So, okay. Uh, story here. CNN Speaker Kevin McCarthy didn't know whether the House could avoid a government shutdown when he met with his divided Republican conference Saturday morning. But behind closed doors, McCarthy, unexpected decision to take on his own conservative critics. After GOP leaders prepared McCarthy's conference for an indefinite shutdown, his allies grew uneasy. Representative Brian Steele took to the mic, comparing the shutdown to a bike ride 
down a treacherous Bolivian mountain known as Death Road. Boy, they're really stretching for analogies, aren't they? If the brakes on your bike fail, you are trained to turn into the mountain immediately, basically crash yourself. Because the farther down the mountain you go, the worse the crash will be. The longer you go into a shutdown as a conservative, he argued, the worse it will be. So what conservatives are worried about is the media backlash. We have a a government shutdown for a little while. The whole idea that, well, this is good. This is an election year. You can't do a government shutdown during an election year. Why? That'll panic so many people. People really, you know, this is the part that kills me. I think they're actually right about that in the sense that people, a lot, not everybody, but a lot of people today are just scared of the idea of a government shutdown. Why? The, the government shutdown, what will we do? Well, okay. Um, then one by one, the story says, vulnerable New York Republicans spoke in support of a long-term funding bill warning of the political blowback. The speaker was ready to move, turning his conference to a news conference. He said, do we want to jam the Senate to loud cheers, McCarthy's aides, and so on? A stopgap bill had already been filed Friday night, 15 minutes aside to respond. Here again is when they show us, uh, throw a stopgap bill in. Most people don't even get to read all of that. What do you see when they finally get the spending bill done? Because nobody's going to have a chance to read that. It's going to be shoved through again. With that, McCarthy took the only option on the table to avoid a government shutdown, relying on Democrat votes to pass a continuing resolution Saturday to keep the government funded. But in doing so, McCarthy opened up a fight along with right-wing conferences, which had warned him for weeks Taking that step could mean an end to his speakership. So now, Florida Representative Matt Gates told CNN Jake Tapper's State of the Union show that he's planning to attempt to oust McCarthy from his role this week. My only problem with that is having watched Matt Gates from Florida, the guy really is egotistical. I mean, he really is. He really thinks a lot of himself. And so I just worry about Matt Gates being... No, we don't need another narcissist, is what I'm saying. So anyway, he said, I do intend to file a motion to vacate against Speaker McCarthy this week. I think we need to rip off the Band-Aid. I think we need to move on with new leadership. So, okay, we'll see what Gates does with that. But that's where we are right now. Your government didn't shut down. And I still say, unfortunately. And we continue on with unchecked government spending and unchecked government growth and debt. 642, wake up my... Before you face the day at 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 648 the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox. We go Frank Gambino waiting by. And as I was at Little America in Cheyenne, I'm, I'm pulling out on a Saturday. I swing around the other side of the swimming pool to the other buildings there. And there's Frank's uh, company vehicle. So apparently, you and I, I had some of the players from the opposing team in rooms all around me. Oh, so yeah. New Mexico was staying at Little America. 
Yeah. So when you saw all these guys in red sweatshirts and they were, you know, yeah. doing a walkthrough yep. in the parking lot, I'm like, I had to double take. I'm like, who are all those guys yeah, in right. the red? I'm like, oh, no, that's that's New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, for me, I saw all these big guys all wearing the same outfit. And, then and that's a football team. Yeah. buses. Oh, three, and, three buses. Yes. They were parked nose to nose. Uh, so I had to ask one of them, are you the opposing team? And I was pleased with the answer. Yes, sir, we are. Yes, sir, we are. Yes. Thank you for that. I just so appreciate hearing things like that at you know this politeness manners you know at, at this stage of the game, Frank. I really do. So when I look at the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning and other such news sites around Wyoming, so apparently people in Wyoming are very happy with that game. Yeah, they're going the Cowboys won. They hung on at the end, and and they have a big game on this mm-hmm. Saturday taking mm-hmm. on Fresno State. Fresno State's good. So okay. Uh, uh, you know, but but it, it is you know not unusual for football teams that are on the road to have like little walkthroughs mm-hmm. in the parking lot of the hotel, mm-hmm. right? You know, and just kind of just walk through some formations and stuff, and then yeah, you know, you hop on the bus and then then you go. Okay, you know? yeah. so, so so don't be alarmed, guests. Yeah, don't it, it's worry just about the football it. team. Nothing, yeah, you know, nothing bad about that either. In fact, I would say that the whole crew in watching them, they're at the hotel. They seem to be really, uh, again, polite, nice young people, which I appreciate. I also saw them around town at one point, the buses, because apparently with all of these big football players on three different buses, you got to feed them, Frank, and a lot. Oh, um, try try breakfast, lunch, and dinner on for size for a yeah. hundred people, yeah. and eighty of the, ninety of them eat enough for three people. Yes. So I would watch the bus or buses, all go to the same place. Which means if you're in charge, Frank, let's say the coach, whoever's in charge of that, you might want to call the restaurant in Oh, they all, they, they all do, you bet. College football from over the weekend, the Wyoming Cowboys did win their Mountain West Conference opener with a 35-26 victory over New Mexico and Laramie. After leading 12-9 at halftime, the Cowboys got with it. They rang up 17 points in the third quarter and really had to hang on as the Lobos outscored UW 14-6 in the fourth quarter. Running back Harrison Whaley had a 46-yard run for a touchdown in the game and finished with 191 yards rushing. Quarterback Andrew Peasley had a better game as opposed to the previous week. He went 16-25 of for 194 yards and a touchdown on defense. Easton Gibbs with eight tackles and Wyatt Eckler at two sacks. The Pokes are 4-1 and one overall. They have a gigantic game on Saturday night in Laramie taking on nationally ranked Fresno State that will begin at 6 p.m. National Football League, the Denver Broncos actually won a game. They beat the Chicago Bears 31-28 in the Pillow Fight Bowl on Sunday. The game featured two of the worst teams in the NFL. Now the Bears are the worst team, period. And the Broncos really aren't so much better. Denver did rally from 21 points down in the game and their defense ended up with a tying touchdown, forcing a fumble and returning it for a touchdown. Quarterback Russell Wilson was 21 of 28 for 223 yards with three TD passes. Denver now 1-3. They will host the New York Jets on Sunday. And the NFL, also in the NFL, former Wyoming Cowboy and Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen with a terrific game as the Bills boat raced Miami 48-20. Allen threw four TD passes and was 21 of 25 for 320 yards. Buffalo is now 3-1. Cincinnati with former UW guy and Casper native Logan Wilson. They're going to the 
opposite direction. They lost to Tennessee 27-3 to drop to 1-3. Wilson was in on four tackles for the Bengals, but Tennessee had 173 yards of rushing offense in the game and 400 yards total. High school football from over the weekend, the big game of 4A saw Sheridan stay undefeated as they handed Cheyennes their first loss of the season on Friday, 44-37. The Trona is 5-1 after a 35-10 victory over Rock Springs. Kelly Walsh took a big step forward in terms of making the playoffs with a 20-3 win over Laramie. The Plainsman are 0-6. Cheyenne Central 3-3 after a 51-0 win over Cheyenne South, and South is 0-6. In 2A, Glenrock lost to Burns in overtime, 20-14. Glenrock is winless on the season, and 1A 9-man Pine Bluffs rated number 1 is undefeated. They held on the beat lost 21-14, and 1A 6-man KC lost to Encampment 61-27, and Midwest lost to HEM 79-26. to That's it in sports. So you might have noticed, of course, uh, the hallway is all uh, different. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Who's, who's Phyllis or uh, Esther oh, or, no, Esther, or Esther, Opal yeah. or whatever. Esther, yeah, that's the ghost I hang up every single year. She might follow you down the hallway, but she means nothing by it. I just came across this meme, which I'm I'm going to go. I'm, I'm using this, Frank. I'm going to go with this. Hmm. Don't buy plastic skeletons for Halloween. It's terrible for the environment. Locally sourced, all natural skeletons are more environmentally friendly. Well, they are because they will decompose. Yes. I believe. I th- no, no, no. They not bones you, you won't. Come back like three thousand years later. Yeah. There's still a skeleton there. So you're getting your money's worth out of it. You're not going to find a regular nine foot no. skeleton. No. Not Unless you buy it in a store. No, but I, as far as the smaller regular size ones, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be at the graveyard tonight. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, thanks, boy. Six of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Monday. Weather about to cool down a bit. Some morning fog in some parts of Wyoming. Don Day joins me. 745. We go through all of this. Because there's a big change up in the weather today that really does push us into fall temperatures and fall style weather. Trees are really changing this week. I mean, this is the peak of it right here for most places. Higher country, of course, mostly, but still, for most places that have trees that can change color, this will be the week for you. Everybody else, hang on. You'll get your turn real soon. Okay, before I get into the real topic for this hour, a couple of side things that I came across during the course of this weekend that I thought you would just love hearing. One of them has to do with the whole idea of carbon sequestration. Oh, you're going to love this. I did as the government asked, and I looked at the science when it came to climate change, and this is what I found. According to government figures, Australia is producing 499 million metric tonnes of carbon dioxide per year. But what I also found is that one mature tree will absorb 48 pounds, or 21.77 kilograms, of carbon dioxide per year. And Australia currently has 24 billion standard-sized trees absorbing 453 million metric tons of carbon dioxide per year. And that's just trees. Doesn't include any other plant life. In particularly, doesn't include mangroves. And mangroves will absorb 50 times more carbon dioxide per year than a standard-sized tree. So why is the government hell-bent on 
cutting down trees in order to install solar farms when it seems quite obvious from the science that nature has already provided the solution to the problem. Now, see, all of what they say on the cult of climate change side is an emotional argument. When you actually apply the science to it, you come up with ideas like that. Yeah, already nature is absorbing far more CO2 than man could ever. And yet we somehow have to sequester this stuff. Okay, hang on. Here's another one. If you never thought of that, you probably never thought of this. Recently, Cheyenne, Wyoming had one of those uh, ideas for an ordinance to come up that would impose a tax or fine, whatever the case is. You have to pay for plastic bags. At times, they've tried to ban grocery store plastic bags, oftentimes mislabeling them single-use plastic bags, which, of course, they're not, but all right. Now, the recent effort on plastic bags died, as the other ones have, in Cheyenne. And, of course, I know that Colorado still has this problem with plastic bag bans and attempts to, and other states as well have tried to ban them. Have you ever thought about this? Next time you're going through the grocery store, take a look around. So let me get this straight. I can go to the grocery store and buy a pound of sliced ham in a plastic bag, a loaf of bread in a plastic bag, a gallon of milk in a plastic jug, a pack of napkins in plastic wrap, a store-made salad in a plastic tub, plastic bottles with ketchup or mustard, but they won't give me a plastic bag to carry it home in because the plastic bag is bad for the environment. I listened to that and I thought, you know, usually I'm the guy who comes up with things like that. I sit around thinking about things like this and then I talk to you guys on the radio about it, right? I am just so embarrassed that I didn't think of that. Very nice lady there. She thought of it. I wish I had. If anything, I wish I had thought of that. Yeah, uh, but next time I go to the grocery store, I'm going to look around at all the things that are plastic, which is a lot of stuff in the grocery store. But they're worried about me walking out with it with a plastic bag. Hmm. All right been a while since I've been able to pick on her. Last week, I was able to pick on her for the first time in a very long time. Ladies and gentlemen, Googly Eyes Cortez. Or, if not that song, Marty Feldman Eyes, for those who are old enough to remember who Marty Feldman was. She also thinks, as usual, that she's the smartest person in the room. Well, this, I just came across this from one of my favorite, I think, better than The Onion. The Onion, for the longest time, was my favorite satirical news source. And The Onion started as an actual newspaper and then went online and all that. 
But now Babylon B far surpasses the onion. They just put up this. Introducing the Babylon B AOC article generator. Our writers, it says, spend way too much time writing jokes about Ocasio-Cortez. So we're using AI to free them up for more important things. Thus, we are proud to introduce you to the Babylon B AOC article generator. Using state-of-the-art AI technology, this handy feature will generate a headline and corresponding article about Ocasio-Cortez's incredible level of stupidity. We'll use our free time wisely to come up with a third joke, playing more ping pong or board games around the office or working on finally making a joke about Trump in, in that case or something like that. So, okay, now they had that article generator. Let me get back here. I have a story in my notes over here. It was a uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, a lot of them are used to generate newspaper articles. The, well, I shouldn't even say newspaper articles. I got to get rid of saying newspaper articles because paper, even though the, the news organization still exists, but that paper is becoming the thing of the past. But somebody decided to try something different. See, a lot of news articles are generated by artificial intelligence. Now, if that concerns you, hang on. The reason that they do this is because oftentimes all you have to do is tell people what happened. Who, what, where, when, why. Just that, That's it. Once you get the facts, the rest of writing the article is putting the filler words to fill out the article. And so they just take the facts and they dump them into a computer and the computer just spits out, here's your article. Nothing in depth, just something very basic happened. This crime happened at this location at this time of day, you know, details like that. All right. So nothing really important. Somebody tried to, just for the fun of it, to write an op-ed piece about why AI was horrible. And they decided to do it using artificial intelligence. So the headline here, AI writes op-ed opposing AI. St. Louis newspaper decided to take on the artificial intelligence debate by allowing a computer program to pen an op-ed arguing against the use of artificial intelligence in journalism. The article featured the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, written entirely by Microsoft's Bing Chat AI program, according to a disclaimer in the article. The bot was introduced to write a newspaper editorial that artificial intelligence should not be used in journalism. The op-ed explores a number of aspects of journalism and cites significant differences between the abilities of human beings and AI algorithms. It states that using AI for journalistic purposes might have some benefits, but it could also pose dangers to the quality and integrity and ethics of journalism. Whoever thought to do this was just, let's write an opposition piece to using artificial intelligence to write news, and we'll get artificial intelligence to write the opposition piece. I think if we keep doing what we're doing at some point, Skynet, Skynet is going to take over because, frankly, we're being a bunch of jerks to AI, and at some point, AI is going to truly wake up and have just had enough. Bull Hippie in Lagrange 
if the bags are single use and they charge for them, let's put them on the commodity exchange. Yeah. And by the way, I have never used a single-use bag just once. I always have multiple uses for them. Firefit Paul. News articles have been generated by AI for centuries. Well, not for centuries. Oh, do you mean that the people at the newsroom were artificially intelligent? If you're going for that, yeah. Yeah. But computer-generated, actual computer-generated articles, that's a, that's a newer thing to put in the facts and just have the computer spit out the entire article. But before I uh, head into the next news and information break, one thing on this, though, I was in a discussion with someone about, because, you know, I, I write the occasional book, fiction, nonfiction books, right? And someone said, you know, we could start cranking out novels. They'll do it at some point if they haven't already. Put out novels written by artificial intelligence. And my answer was, well, it depends. Because if you're just cranking out the basic mystery novel or romance novel, something like that, spy novel, the kind of really cheap book that doesn't take much to write, then go ahead because there's not much to those books. But if you want a really great writer, then you're going to need human intelligence to do that. There's a difference between a really great writer and a cheap book that anybody could have spit out. That's where artificial intelligence comes in. 717, wake up. Mornings will never be the same. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Seven twenty-three is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Real quick, before I get onto this next one, this is just so stupid. What I'm watching, you know, the ridiculously large television they have in my studio over here, which I keep on a news channel, which just covers raw video, mostly just raw video of what's going on. They they don't really get much into reporters or certainly don't have commentators on. Just we're here. Here's what's going on, and they just have a camera view. They're doing what a lot of television networks are doing right now, which is Donald Trump is going across New York City to court for it's a civil case about fraud. So he misrepresented his business is the accusation. So we have to have helicopters in the air because Trump, of course, still gets Secret Service protection. He's a former president. So as he drives across, he's, of course, in a black SUV. And there's several other black SUVs around them. That's the Secret Service. So we have to have a helicopter or half a dozen of them follow him to the courthouse. What's the point of this? And what I'm really enjoying is right now, and I'm forgetting the name of the road here, but there's a road around Manhattan that goes around the outer side of it. It's right up against, in fact, I could probably look this up here. Hang on a second while I do this. Uh, okay, if just to get the name of the road. There's a road that goes around the outer edge of Manhattan. And, yeah, there's FDR Drive, and I think that's what he's on right now. Yeah, that goes all the way around. This was, so it's right up against the East River. And as they're driving around, I'm thinking, that's the road that Al Gore said that by now, actually a few years ago, that road was supposed to be permanently underwater. 
but it's not. They, I just watched Trump and everybody else that's out there getting to work in the morning in New York driving on FDR Drive right up against the East River, and it's not underwater. And there's no big seawall or anything like that because, you know, rising sea levels are going to take out that road. No, it's right there. That whole side of Manhattan's supposed to be underwater now, according to Al Gore. No. All right. This week, oh, I'll let you know because they're chasing him with a helicopter for no good reason. I'll let you know if he arrives safely at the courthouse. I guess that's what's going on. All right, so the Supreme Court gets back into session this week. Here's what I'm going to be watching for you here. First off, there's a First Amendment case. The term includes multiple major First Amendment cases with significant implications for free speech, says the story. The Supreme Court agreed Friday to hear a pair of challenges to Florida and Texas law against viewpoint censorship online. NetChoice, a trade association of tech companies, argues the law violate the social media platform's First Amendment right by restricting their ability to moderate content. The Biden administration urged the Supreme Court in August to overturn the laws. The justices will hear another pair of cases, October 31st, regarding government officials who blocked constituents online. Um, this goes all the way back to California school board members who block parents for critical comments. So, in other words, the school board opened up a Facebook platform and opened up discussion about issues and then blocked certain parents who were saying things that they disagreed with. That's what basically the case is about. At the heart of the case is a question of whether official decisions should be considered a state reaction uh, therefore, First Amendment violations, even when done through their per personal social media accounts. On Tuesday, the Supreme Court will hear the first of the big cases on Community Financial Services Association of America, and it gets into the details of that case, and that has to do with the schools. Gun rights and taxes. Just two years after its major Second Amendment case, the Supreme Court agreed to take another case, United States versus Rahimi. I think is how you pronounce his name. The individual at the center of a case as a constitutional challenge to statutes barring subject of domestic violence, uh, reinstating owners for possession of firearms. So this guy's hardly a model citizen. The Fifth Circuit noticed in his decision with him. He was involved in five shootings between December 2020 and January 2021. One where he was uh, fired shots into the air after his friend's credit card was declined at Whataburger. So after he served his time, in other words, should he get his rights back? Okay, then, let's see, there's a number of petitions before the Supreme Court. They might pick up one of those petitions for a few more cases. Those are just some that are up in front of the Supreme Court right now, and they take them basically at the beginning of October. Then when they go through these cases, it takes a while. There's all sorts of briefs filed, arguments made, and we probably won't hear anything about it until about this time next year, perhaps. I-80 John, for the east side, west side, highway on the west side. Oh, is that? Okay. That explains it. For the east side, west side, highway on the west side. I don't know if you can see the video where Trump was driving, but he was right on the river either way. 
And that whole area, those roads right up against the river there, are supposed to be underwater, along with the neighborhoods there by now. I'm not sure exactly where Trump was, but those helicopters are still following him, by God. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 7.36 of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. A couple more things with the Supreme Court, as long as I was mentioning cases that will be taken. Supreme Court could weigh in on the constitutionality of so-called bias response teams at colleges in the U.S., which free speech organizations say are used to discriminate against political viewpoints. Very Orwellian, the biased response team. Sounds like they would be in favor of free speech, but instead they're oppressors. Story says biased response teams are systems created to monitor alleged biased speech on college campi, which often end up with students reporting other students for politically disfavored speech, according to the Foundation for Individual Rights. Students are then brought before administrators in what can be a long, drawn-out process that discourages students from speaking their minds and expressing disfavored viewpoints. And I remember talking, reporting about one of those cases some time ago, in which I said, if somebody personally, if somebody had called me, you got to come before this board and answer for you. No, I'm not going. The Alumni Free Speech Alliance, a group of over half a dozen free speech alumni organizations, alleges that bias response teams are used to target individuals and often cause students to self-censor, resulting in less intellectual freedom on college campi. So the group has filed a amicus brief in the Supreme Court in support of the free, well, free speech first, which is suing Virginia Tech over its biased response team. So that's another one I'll monitor as well. And let's see, one more here. Judge orders New York to dole out nearly half a million in legal fees to the National Rifle Association after a victory. Oh, this ought to make your Monday. So a New York judge ordered the state to pay nearly half a million dollars in legal fees to the NRA after the gun rights group won a major case at the Supreme Court in a case decided last summer. Supreme Court ruled that New York public can carry licensing laws, uh, the state's carry licensing laws, were unconstitutional, and that the ability to carry a pistol in public was a constitutional right guaranteed by the Second Amendment. The NRA was... And this is one of those cases where, let's say you want to carry a gun in public in your house, at work, whatever. You would have to go before a board, a committee of some kind, and sit down with them and justify why you have to carry a gun. And if you can convince them, then they'll let you have a permit to carry one. And the Supreme Court said, no, if you want to carry one, you can. You don't have to justify it to them. Sorry. The NRA was... A party in the case, New York State uh, Rifle Association versus Bruin. And last week, 
New York judge ordered the state to pay almost half a million dollars in legal fees. Quote, the NRA re- regards the award as a pivotal victory. So not only did they win the case, but, oh, by the way, you have to pay the legal fees for the other side. Uh, quote, this triumph has fortified the Second Amendment in an unprecedented manner. So let's go ahead and take this. What was it? New Mexico? The governor down there who tried by executive order to ban for 30 days the Second Amendment in the city of Albuquerque, which, of course, nobody was going to enforce. The district attorney wasn't going to enforce it. The police weren't going to enforce it. So it really meant nothing. But still, for those who want to take this to court, to take the governor to court anyway, this is one of many cases they can cite to the judge. And by the way, courts have ruled the following. So you don't need to get permission from your governor to carry a gun. You don't need to get permission from some committee somewhere. Sit down with a committee and explain to them why you think you need to carry a gun and let them decide if you're allowed to or not. That's no, Forget it. If you want to, you can. You as an individual, and there are people who hate the idea of individual rights in America. There are people who really do. You as an individual, you get to make your own decisions. And if somebody else is uncomfortable with your decisions, well, they, that's their problem. Okay? They're just going to have to deal with it. Now, sometimes in my life I've actually said that. You're just going to have to get over it or deal with it one or the other. You said that I would have to get over it or deal with it as if I said something bad. No, really. Uh, this person has the constitutional right to carry, and they can. And if you see them carrying in public and you don't like it, you have two choices. Learn to deal with it or get over it, which are pretty much the same thing. Go for it. You have one or the other, but you can't do anything about it. They're allowed to. Don't like it. Go to some country that has gun control laws because America doesn't. Blue Eyes and Douglas. Morning, Blue Eyes. Easy to resolve, quick to go to those stupid colleges. Yeah, don't go to those stupid colleges. Don't give them money. Problem solved. And I agree with that. Which is one of the reasons why I say if your kid's going to go to college, check to see for those warning signs before you send them to the college. Because in many cases, it might be a claim to be a prestigious university, but it's really not. Or maybe it was at one time, but they're not anymore. 742, wake up my own. Want to talk to Glenn? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030, K2 Radio. 745 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Dayweather. Don, I look outside my back door here and I am literally watching fall arrive right now. Yeah, kind of. A lot of a lot of people have that view this morning, especially in the central, and the north, and the west. Yeah. So okay, a little bit of rain comes through, but we're not talking any big front or howling wind. It looks like. Well, yeah, we're it's it's not a big system uh, by our standards here for early October. It's of moderate intensity, but it's certainly going to be enough to change things up after just a, an amazing stretch of weather last week. And while it didn't continue perfectly through the weekend, the weekend ended up being pretty good as well. Uh, but now things are changing with this system. It'll bring cooler weather, a more fall-like feel without a doubt. Okay. With that, though, does come some more rain with it. Now, again, no big rain systems, but it looks like one of those fall drizzles. 
Yeah, there's going to be scattered rain across the plains. Uh, nothing terribly organized, but just about every county of the state's got a chance of a little bit of shower activity. As you mentioned, nothing that is going to be excessive or heavy, but it will be cold enough. Hunters need to be advised, especially the Bighorns, the Wind Rivers, the western and northern mountains of the state. It's going to snow uh, today, tonight, into tomorrow above 8,000 feet, even down into the southern mountains later today and tonight. We'll get a bit of snow but this is early October. That is nothing extraordinary at all. You kind of expect that. Uh, then for the second half of the week, it doesn't look bad, but there's another push of cooler air coming in Thursday and Friday. So do not expect a return to what we had last week. Well, and that includes temperatures because as I kind of scanned a little bit farther up in the forecast here, it didn't look like we were really going to get back into the mid-80s anywhere. Near. No, no. Yeah. Uh, those days those days are numbered, if, if not over. Okay. So now, as we get into these uh, cooler temperatures and wetter and so on, when does the big Arctic, do you know? Because we're always used to, at some point, here come the big heavy winds. Well, we we don't see it yet, but stay tuned. Uh, We certainly think that October is going to be throwing a lot more at us than September did. That's for sure. Okay. Well, well, I I can wait on the wind. I can wait on that. Don, I can just. Are, are you missing it? Because no. you would be the one and only person. Only when I'm driving, let's say, south and I've got a good <laughs> tailwind, it saves me a ton of gas. That's about it. We'll right. see what I can do. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. Don Day with Day Weather. No, I just. Sometimes it's good for the gas mileage, and sometimes it's absolutely not good for the gas mileage. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, I found this story in Cowboy State Daily. Wyoming High School kicker smashes state record with 61-yard field goal. Yeah, Keelan Anderson from Cheyenne South. Wow. And he's kicked like two field goals of over 50 yards. I think he's, I'm almost, uh, I'm getting, I'm sure he's going to get college interest. Uh-huh. Because the dude's good. Okay, and, and he plays on a team that doesn't give him a whole lot of opportunities to kick. Besides, this kind of struggled in football. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was our uh, Wild Preps athlete of the week. Wow. Okay. So when someone is a kicker like that, I've often kind of wondered, what else do they do the rest of the game? They practice. Kicking. They watch the games. Okay. Some, some, some. If if they're just the kicker. Like in Wyoming, a lot a lot of folks uh, they're playing you know another position. They go, hey you, you're a kicker, okay? Oh, okay. See now that's kind of what I do remember. This is some years ago. There was some discussion in the NFL of not having an official kicker. I know how dumb was that. I don't know. I don't think about football, oh, but not have an official dumb. kicker, but somebody who held other positions, but also kicked as well. Certainly would have saved them some salary, but I guess you're saying not going to make them a whole lot of money. Well, no, it's, it's not not really. They're they're always on thin ice. You're only as good yeah. as your last game, you know. And you know, obviously, there's certain elements sure. within professional sports that want as many paid positions as possible. Are these the least? paid player on the team? I, I, I would say, yeah. Probably, because again, now, when they do get out there, they're really important. Uh, absolutely. They, yeah. they can win or lose games. Right. But it would be a lot like, okay, if the whole uh, team went to some nightclub afterwards to celebrate, the guy who has the least opportunity to pick up women is the kicker. Uh, I don't know. Well, I no, I mean, think He's, about this. Uh-huh. He's got to turn to them to the girls. What, what, what position do you play? Oh, I'm the kicker. 
Well, if he had just won the game, then they're like, oh, you're then the kicker, he's huh? a big deal. Yeah, okay. He's a big deal. But other than that, okay, can you name – you probably can, Frank, but for the average sports fan out there who watches football, can you name a kicker? Does anyone own a kicker's jersey? I don't – there'd be very few. The, yeah. The, the best – I think the best kicker name was Garo Upremian. That's a great name. From, any, he played for the Miami Dolphins in the 1970s. Are there any kicker bobbleheads out there? It depends how good. Well, I would say probably not, unless the guy's yeah. a complete all star. Okay, but actually, I would not make it a bobble head. I'd make it a bobble leg. Right. Yeah. But still, though, <laughs> I I don't know of anything. You know, it's not like the guys run around signing autographs. I'm sorry, kickers, but I'm just saying, probably not. I know. All right, college football from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys won their Mountain West Conference opener, beating New Mexico in Laramie 35-26 on Saturday. After leading 12 to 9 at halftime, the Pokes got with it in the third quarter, ringing up 17 points and really had to hang on as the Lobos outscored UW 14-6 in the fourth quarter. Running back Harrison Whaley had a 46-yard run for a touchdown in that game for the Pokes and finished with 191 yards rushing. Quarterback Andrew Peasley with a better game as opposed to the previous week. He went 16-25 on Saturday for 194 yards and a touchdown pass. On defense, Easton Gibbs was in on eight tackles and Wyatt, Wyatt Eckler had two sacks. Pokes are 4-1 overall. A gigantic game coming up on Saturday night in Laramie. They will host nationally rated Fresno State at 6 p.m. National Football League, the Denver Broncos actually won a game. They beat the Chicago Bears 31-28 in that pillow fight bowl on Sunday. Game featured two of the worst teams in the NFL. Now the Bears are the worst team, and the Broncos really still aren't much better. Denver did rally from 21 points down in the game. Their defense ended up with the tying touchdown, forcing a fumble and returning it for a score. Quarterback Russell Wilson was 21-28 for the Broncos with two for 223 yards and three TD passes. Denver is now 3-1, and they will host the New York Jets on Sunday. Also in the NFL, former Wyoming Cowboy and Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen with a terrific game on Sunday as the Bills boat raced Miami 48-20. Allen threw four TD passes and was 21-25 for 320 yards. Buffalo is now 3-1. Cincinnati with former UW guy and Casper native Logan Wilson at that linebacker spot. Well, they're going in the opposite direction. They lost to Tennessee 27-3 to drop to 1-3. Wilson was in on four tackles in that game for the Bengals, but Tennessee had 173 yards of offense on the ground and 400 total. High school football from over the weekend. The big game in 4A saw Sheridan stay undefeated in 4A as they handed Cheyenne East their first loss of the season 44-37. The Trona is 5-1 after a 35-10 win over Rock Springs. Kelly Walsh took a big step forward in terms of making the playoffs with a 20-3 win over Larry. The Plainsmen are 0-6. Cheyenne Central 3-3 after a 51-0 win over South. South is 0-6. In 2A, Glenrock still winless. They lost to Burns in overtime 20-14 and won a 9-man Pine Bluff still undefeated. They beat Lust 21-14 and won a six-man. KC lost to Encampment 61-27 and Midwest lost to Hannah Elk Mountain 79-26. So you see that our kicker, you think our kicker is going to possibly pick up a good college deal at some point here? Well, yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah. And, and the Wyoming Cowboys have a really good kicker at the college level. John Hoyland, he's an all-conference guy. I'm telling you. They, okay. You're either, you can be the hero. Yes. Or the GOAT. Absolutely. And we're not well, GOAT is uh, like greatest of all time. GOAT is yes. like, bah. Yeah, it's, it's really bad here. Okay, well, I, I do think we should start some kind of a campaign to get uh, Kicker Power Fernelia out there, to kind of bring them up a little bit in fandom. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that, would, that would be It'd nice. Probably be I, I like that Jersey, idea. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you want to save money on a jersey, 
Don't get the quarterback jersey. That's no, expensive. No, get the kicker's jersey. Sure. Yeah. Really affordable. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. And we're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Sixth of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Monday. And yeah, fall's definitely rolling in. As you heard with Don Day's forecast from Day Weather. So, okay, there's a lot to cover today. But before I get into it, I started, I opened the door this morning with a story that I want to make sure those of you who joined the program a little bit later heard. And that's with the Democrat who wanted to delay. Democrats were desperately trying to delay the vote on the debt limit. And one, because they were failing miserably at doing it procedurally, one Democrat in particular had just a brilliant idea. Jamal Bowman, who represents much of the Bronx in Westchester County, is under investigation for pulling a fire alarm before the House voted on the funding bill earlier this evening. A camera captured Bowman pulling the alarm. He says it was an accident and told reporters he was trying to get through a door thinking the alarm would open it. He later released a statement reading in part, quote, Today I was rushing to make a vote. I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open. I'm embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused, but I want to be very clear, this was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. Now, what I said earlier this morning was... This is like watching some little kid who's lying for the first time and doesn't know how to lie. And the more he talks, the worse it gets. It was really bad. Now, next thing is, I've seen pictures, because they're right there online. You can see pictures of that door. About half the door is wood. The other half is glass, right? So you can see right through. He says, this door is usually open for the vote. Well, the door goes outside to a side parking lot. The vote was happening inside on the other direction. Next, that door was never open. I mean, it is open if you go to the door and push the bar. It opens, allowing anyone from inside out. That's part of fire code. But there were signs, one sign on each door and then another sign in the middle on a separate uh, pole that said that the door... The fire alarm would go off if the door was open. In other words, you're not supposed to be coming and going out of that door for security reasons. Unless there was a fire, then you can go ahead. Other than that, that door is locked from the outside. You can go out, though, straight out. It would set off the fire alarm. There's pictures of the congressman removing the signs and then going over and pulling the fire alarm. Right, so everything he's saying completely not true and, of course, he has to throw in there, but, but well, I, of course, it had nothing to do with me trying to delay the vote. I, obviously not. Right, Congressman. Okay, so now we'll see what New York decides to do with him. I'm betting pretty much nothing. 
because people like this usually get away with stuff like that. Even though it's embarrassing for them for a while, he'll just be reelected to office again. But all right. 809, let's go ahead and do the most dangerous part of this program every day. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. And then people from all over the region send me notes by text on the Wake Up Wyoming app. That's free at your app store. By the way, you can go to your app store anytime you want and just type in Wake Up Wyoming, and it downloads the Wake Up Wyoming app for free. When it opens up, you see a toolbar across the middle. In the middle of the toolbar, touch chat, and then you can send me text messages. That's why all morning long you've heard me responding to people like Don and Laramie, I-80 John and Granite Canyon, Chet and Yoder, Blue Eyes and Douglas, Fire Pit Pauls in Cheyenne, Bill Hippies in LaGrange, Mike is in Leeds, South Dakota, there's Wyoming Confederate from Cheyenne, another Jim and Laramie, Big Wave and Casper, Scotty and Rhiannon in Fort Danger, Jude's and Casper, just to name a few. But there's people from all, we get uh, people from Gillette and Cody and all sorts of places that get in by just listening online, then they go ahead and touch chat. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have not discussed this in a while. It's time once again to examine the minimum wage and... How California thinks every problem can be solved minimum wage. just by raising the minimum wage. That's all you have to do. If you want to fix some financial problem out there, if you want people to make more money, if you think in terms of social justice or whatever, just go ahead and raise the minimum wage. So here's the story. Remember the big deal was over a $15 an hour minimum wage for fast food workers. And I was saying at the time that number is completely arbitrary. Well, then I started to say, hey, folks, the $15 an hour is not going to make it anymore. You want a $15 an hour? for That's not going to make it anymore. With inflation today, it's going to have to be more than that. Well, now they're up to $20 an hour. I think with inflation, we'll have to get higher than 20 But here's the story. A new law in California will raise the minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 per hour next year. An acknowledgement from the state's Democrat leaders that most of often overlooked workforce are the primary earners for low-income households. When it takes effect on April 1st, April Fool's Day, go figure that, fast food workers in California will have the highest guaranteed salary in the industry. The state's minimum wage for all the workers is $15.50 per hour in California. Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom signed the law. Thursday. So, okay... California is expensive as it is. Now, you might think $20 for a minimum wage employee. I'll give them this much. You have to go back and take a look at how expensive it is to live in California. And then you realize 20 bucks an hour is barely making it. Now, if you were here in Wyoming making $20 an hour, you're doing great. In California, not so much. 
But they still miss the overall point. Over the week, I won't say who. But over the weekend, I was watching this very nice young lady that I know in Cheyenne, teenager. And she was complaining about school, and the questions were revolving around, but what are you going to do when you get out of school? And she wasn't sure about anything. She just hated school, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the comments made to her is, you don't want to spend the rest of your life saying, welcome to McDonald's, may I take your order, please? You need to go find a skill. So rather than making the job worth more, I'm going to go ahead and you know, pay these people $20 an hour. How about make yourself worth more? Or as I've often said in this program, give yourself a raise. If you're in your 30s, I can imagine if you're a McDonald's manager, let's say, and you're doing okay you know, as a manager... But if you're in your 30s and you're working the fry machine or flipping burgers, you're not supposed to be there anymore. Well, I want to know what your plan was. I would really like to know what exactly was your plan. Did you have any when you were getting out of, when you were in high school, did you have any plan beyond working at the fast food joint. You were supposed to come up with a plan. Well, it's not too late for that. You can still do that. Still, though, trying to force companies to pay $20 an hour. That's why I've encouraged the rest of you to make this really smart investment. Have you ever heard of the American Automation Association? Probably not. We're a company that produces high-quality automation systems, the kind that replace employees, thus saving corporations lots of money and increasing their personal profits. Now, no doubt you've seen some of our inventions every day. The self-serve automated checkout at the grocery store, thus saving money on checkout clerks. The self-serve gas pump, that was us too. No need for an attendant. The ATM machine at your local bank, yep, that was us. And so many more gadgets that are behind the scenes that you may not even know about, like the automation machine at this very radio station that eliminates the need for a full-time employee to man the board. On behalf of the American Automation Association, we would like to thank the Democrat Party for pushing a minimum wage increase up to $15 an hour. Each time the minimum wage is increased, we at the AAA get more business from companies looking to get rid of their lower wage employees and replace them with automation. A $15 an hour minimum wage increase would be a boom for our business. Also, thanks for heaping piles of rules and regulations on local companies as well, and taxes and Obamacare. Thanks to socialism, business at American Automation is booming. Of course, that bit was written a while ago when they were talking about the $15 an hour minimum wage. I guess I should up it to get ahead of the curve and say $30 an hour. Minimum wage! Yeah! 17 Wake Up Wyoming. six Live and local all across Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 8.36 at times. Wake up, Wyoming. 888-97. Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. It is an open phone segment, so you can go ahead and just interrupt me if you want. I'm fine with that. What had happened last half hour, I had played a funny bit to illustrate a point, and a lot of those are written in-house, just so you know how this works. 
Yeah, I'll go ahead and write all sorts of satirical bits. Some listeners come in with suggestions, so you can do that if you have an idea. Sometimes when I record the bit, there's even listener voices on the bit itself, just because it was their idea, and I'll go ahead and include them in. So there's um, people who work at the radio stations here. There's friends. There's family. There's listeners to the show that jump in and help write or even voice some of these. And it's just a way of illustrating a point without doing what I think most of talk radio does these days. Most of talk radio, in my mind, is just stale. Same old bitter people screaming about the same old bitter things every single day. So the best way to get a point across is to be more entertaining. Satire is one of the best ways to do it. So last half hour, I played one of those pieces, and then I thought, I'm in a file here filled with stuff that I haven't played in years. Some of I forgot about them. Okay, let's get into one of these. This is called the CGI website, which I actually forget what it's about. Let's find out. Does your company have a website? No? Well, then maybe you want to talk to us. We are CGI. We're the company that built healthcare.gov. That's right. President Obama's Obamacare site. Maybe you've heard of us. We've certainly made lots of news. Healthcare.gov only cost us over six and a half million dollars to create. And that's perfectly affordable for a small company like yours, especially if you're taking government subsidies. Tired of those annoying customers always getting through and keeping you busy? Well, with a CGI website, we guarantee that that's never gonna happen. And because your company is subsidized by the government, it doesn't matter how much business you do or don't do. The money just keeps rolling. Rolling on in. Want more information on how you can have one of these government websites and collect government subsidies to stay in business? Well, just log on to our website now, CGI.com. Well, if you can, but you probably can't. But we designed it that way, so we don't expect to hear from you anytime soon. CGI, providing last decade's technology for a modern world. So that one goes all the way back to when Obamacare came online, so to speak. Because when they tried to bring it online, it was supposed to have this fantastic website that they paid way too much money for. And the website crashed day one. It just didn't work. And in order to get the website going, they paid twice the price. So in other words, they didn't have a warranty, typical government, no warranty on it. The website doesn't work. Pay the same people who built the lousy thing to fix it. The same amount of money it cost them to build it in the first place. That's what prompted that bit. All right. Next one. Thank you for your support. Hello, I'm from the federal government, and I'd like to thank you for your cooperation. Uh, for, for, for what? I, I don't understand. I mean, I have... Well, we had to freeze your bank account, and you're now standing on government property. Wait, 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 what did I do? Thank you for your cooperation. But I haven't done anything to... And we had to take custody of your kids, and you'll be going to jail what? now. What? Wait, but, but you haven't even told me what are the charges. Where's your warrant? Thank you for your cooperation. Why do you keep saying that? New rules. We have to be nice. Wow. I, I bet that's not easy for a guy like you. You have no idea. Yeah, that's another one I hadn't thought of. And Oh, oh, remember the bumper sticker removal? Uh, th yeah, that... 
A lot of people, after they had voted for certain politicians, were really ashamed that they voted for those politicians, and they wanted to have those bumper stickers removed. Has this ever happened to you? You vote for a charismatic young politician only to be disappointed by his undelivered promises of hope and change. If you're like much of the American voting public, you surely have. Has your car been marred by an unsightly blemish? Has your property value decreased due to the regretful political statements on your neighbor's car? Are you tired of being embarrassed to drive through your own neighborhood? Hi, I'm Brad Stein, and I'd like to introduce you to a brand new product that can help you cleanse your car and your life from any regretful election day decision. Introducing the Obama bumper sticker removal kit. How does it work? Let me show you. Simply pull your car into a garage, empty warehouse, or otherwise inconspicuous area. Use the official BS scraper to remove the old BS from your car and replace it with a brand new bumper sticker. It's just that easy. Even works on a Prius. What about your friend, neighbor, or that hippie stepbrother who bought into that Obama BS? Don't make him live in shame. Anonymously send him a BS removal kit of his very own. The BS Removal Kit works on BS of all kinds. Hope and change. Change you can believe in. And that oh so hard to get rid of Obama Biden BS. So rent your car and your life of Obama BS today. Only at BSRemoval.com. The Obama Bumper Sticker Removal Kit does not get rid of higher taxes, mandatory health insurance, or high unemployment. Satisfaction is not guaranteed because, well, you've already proven that you don't make very good decisions. Now, while I was playing that one, I started to think, have, I have never seen... And I know I'm in Wyoming, but I've never seen a Biden bumper sticker. Have anybody out there? I'd be curious. Have you ever seen a vote Biden bumper sticker? They must exist somewhere. But I've never seen them. Even when I've traveled to more liberal states during election time, I don't recall ever seeing a vote Biden bumper sticker or a hat or T-shirt or any of that. All right. If you've actually seen one, let me know. All right. This goes back to our war with ISIS. Do you sit around playing Call of Duty Grand Theft Auto all day? Ever want to do it for real? Well, come join us. We are ISIS. We will actually pay you to play. Why pretend to rape and torture and kill from your living room sofa? Come join the caliphate where you can do it for real. Think of the perks. Multiple submissive wives and goats. And for the lady gamers out there, we need submissive wives. So come join today. Find out what it's like to sleep in the desert, get bombed and strafed by Jordanian air fighters and American Apache helicopters. Maybe even a drone gets you in its sights. Ah, but this game is not for any ordinary gamer. Here, there is no reset button. You die. Game over. We promise you great rewards in the afterlife, like 72 submissive virgin wives and goats. So apply today. It's easy, because we will take anyone who has no regard for human dignity or life. Is that you? If so, come die with us. We are ISIS. Now, this last one I'm going to play for you, I do remember this. When Obamacare was coming around, one of the things I said is the problem. There's many things that's wrong with Obamacare. One of the things I pointed out was you're not supposed to be insuring everything. You don't have insurance for eyeglasses, okay? You pay cash. It's far cheaper. You only insure catastrophic things that there's no way you could afford them. But the, the idea behind Obamacare was anytime you went to see a doctor about anything, you use health insurance. 
which makes things outrageously expensive. And I wanted to illustrate that. So I came up with the idea of the Affordable Car Act. What if Obamacare was used on your automobile? Have you heard about the federal government's new Affordable Car Act? Well, since the Affordable Care Act is doing so well, <laughs> I'll ignore that. We've decided to implement the Affordable Car Act. The Affordable Car Act mandates that you buy insurance for everything on your car. Oh, not just catastrophic insurance in case you get into a wreck like this. But no, you need to cover everything. Whether you need it or not. Balding tire insurance. Running low on gas insurance. That way you have to go through your insurance company every time you go to fill up your car. Running low on windshield wiper fluid insurance. Windshield wiper replacement insurance. Car wash insurance. Wait a minute, isn't it cheaper if I just pay for all of this directly? Are you kidding me? By making you pay for all of these things through your insurance company and through government bureaucracy, you'll save a ton of money. Just like with the Affordable Care Act. That doesn't make any sense. The Affordable Car Act. Now 5,000 pages of government mandated automobile insurance regulation and growing. Michelle Greeley says that all Biden promo material ended up at a Goodwill store overseas. Yeah, where people are really embarrassed to be wearing Biden t-shirts. Wake up, man. One man has emerged to save Wyoming from boring morning radio. That man is Glenn Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. 849 is the time off to the icebox with Frank Gambino is standing by. Yeah, so, yeah, yes, okay. Yes. Um, this is going to be one really weird October for several reasons, Frank. First off, this October does have in it a Friday the 13th. It does, which it would does, be not yeah. this Friday, but next Friday. Right. Now, not only because Halloween's coming up, so spooky and all of that. Which is but, on the 31st on Tuesday. Yeah, they have thir uh, 12, 12. Friday the 13th movies out there. So they need to make one more. No, they don't. No, I know. I agree with uh, they, you. There. No, no, no. There, there's enough. I never liked uh, the first one. but Frank, no, 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 no. The first one was really good. Yeah, 13 13ths. You know what I'm saying? No. 13 Friday the 13th. Yeah. Okay. Jason is tired of yes. making movies. Yeah, and Frank is tired of hearing about it. Yeah, and so. he wants to hang out in the garage and figure yeah. out who he's got next. But I don't need to make another movie. He's, yeah. he, he's done enough damage over 12, right. you, you know? Yeah. Now, after Friday the 13th, is an eclipse. Thank God the eclipse did not happen on the 13th. People would really be freaking out. But the eclipse does go over states south of us, like over Arizona, places okay. like that. Okay. And it's not called a full eclipse. It's an annular eclipse. So in other words, you're going to be able to see more of the sun around the outside. Well, that's a better picture. Yeah. The last eclipse covered the sun completely. Right. But this one you'd be able to see because the moon is a bit farther away when that sucker happens now so we can't see it we'll be able to see the moon it'll cover most of the sun but you're going to see flames around the outside Ooh, like that'd be awesome. the surface of the moon is on fire that happens on the 14th of this month all right then and you'll be able to see it in the united states the one that we miss usually there's a full blood moon eclipse that's when the earth goes through the earth, uh, moon goes through the earth's shadow and turns red Right. We'll miss that this year. We almost had a trifecta there, Frank. Oh, uh, you, you should have seen the moon rise on Friday night. Oh, that was a harvest moon. That in, was in, huge. In Cheyenne, yeah. it was great. National Football League, the Denver Broncos actually won a game. They beat the Chicago Bears 31-28 in the Pillow Fight Bowl on Sunday. The game featured two of the worst teams in the league, and now the Bears are the worst team, clearly. 
but the Broncos still aren't that much better. Denver did rally from 21 points down in the game. Their defense ended up uh, getting the tying touchdown, forcing a fumble of returning it for a score. Quarterback Russell Wilson was 21 of 28 for with three TD passes and 223 yards through the air. Denver's 1-3, and three, and they will host the New York Jets on Sunday. Also in the NFL, former Wyoming Cowboy and Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen with a terrific game yesterday as the Bills killed Miami 48-20. to Allen threw four TD passes. He was 21 of 25 for 320 yards. Buffalo now 3-1. and Cincinnati with former UW guy and Casper native Logan Wilson at the linebacker spot. Well, the Bengals are going in the opposite direction. They lost to Tennessee 27-3, so they're 1-3. Wilson was in on four tackles in the game, but Tennessee had 173 yards of rushing offense and 400 yards total. High school football from over the weekend. The big game in 4A saw Sheridan stay undefeated as they handed Chinese their first loss of the season, 44-37. The Tronas 5-1 after a 35-10, over Rock, 35-10 win over Rock Springs. Kelly Walsh took a big step forward in terms of making the 4A playoffs with a 20-3 win over Laramie. The Plainsman are 0-6. Cheyenne Central 3-3 three three after a 51-0 win over Cheyenne South. And South is 0-6. Glenrock still looking for their first win of the year. They lost to Burns in overtime, 20-14. That was in 2A. In 1A, 9-man, Pine Bluffs held on the beat, lost 21-14. In 1A, 6-man, KC lost to Encampment, 61-27. And Midwest lost to HEM, 79-26. College football mode of the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys won their Mountain West Conference opener with a 35-26 victory over New Mexico and Laramie. After leading 12-9 at halftime, the Post really got with it in the third quarter with 17 points. Then had to hang on as the Lobos outscored UW 14-6 in the fourth quarter. Running back Harrison Whaley had a 46-yard run for a score in that game. It finished with 191 yards rushing. Quarterback Andrew Peasley had a much better game as opposed to the previous week. He was 16-25 of 25 for 194 yards and a touchdown. On defense, Easton Gibbs in on eight tackles and Wyan Eckler at two sacks. The Pokes are 4-1. They have a huge, 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 huge game on Saturday night taking on nationally rated Fresno State at 6 p.m. at War Memorial Stadium. So you see Denver can actually say, huh, huh? There's a team out there worse than us. Yes, that's all they can say, though. Yeah, that's all they can say. Well, it's something, Frank. You got to go for something, No, no, right? no. The, the, no. The, the Bears are trash and the Broncos yeah. are garbage. Okay. Did you watch the game at all? No. Okay. I, 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 no, I, no. Why? Why? Because I like to see who can suck the most. I uh, just, they, 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 it's they, like they, when I would turn on a really bad movie. Sometimes I watch it just because I got to see how bad it can possibly get, and I'm often not disappointed. Okay. The first half, the Broncos yeah. were bad, and the second <laughs> half, the Bears were bad. Uh, well, hey, you might as well share it. It was you equal opportunity. Opportunity bad. Go down in flames together. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. More stimulating than that first cup of coffee. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. President Trump is in court in New York. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Not for one of his four looming criminal trials. It's a civil fraud case. The continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. And I don't think the people of this country are going to stand for it. That was right before he went in to defend himself and the Trump organization. I built a great company. It's got tremendous value. It's got some of the greatest real estate assets in the world. And now I have to go before a rogue judge. That judge ruled last week the former president and the Trump organization fraudulently inflated assets and net worth, which he denies. And he calls the state's Democratic attorney general racist. Letitia James said before going inside the court. No one is above the law. 
And it is my responsibility and my duty and my job to enforce it. She's seeking a $250 million fine for the Trump Organization. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy predicts he'll survive an attempt this week by Congressman Matt Gates to remove him from that job because the Speaker worked with Democrats to approve a short-term funding bill to keep government open without spending cuts conservatives want. But McCarthy tells Fox most Republicans support him against Gates's personal vendetta. He'd have to get all the Democrats to vote with him to be able to remove the Speaker. And I just don't think uh, that's good for the House. I don't think it's good for the country. Now, government funding did not include border security measures also. Republicans demanded those as illegal immigration grows again. More than 260,000 from Mexico in the month of September, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection. That's the most in any month and the highest figure since a record of 252,000 was set last December. Fox's Evan Brown rescuers in Mexico are using dogs to help search for anyone trapped in the wreckage of a church after a roof collapsed Sunday, killing at least 10 people. And there's also been the Nobel Prize for Medicine handed out to two scientists at the University of Pennsylvania for their help battling COVID. They helped work the mRNA technology for COVID vaccines. America's listening to Fox News. All right, Christmas will be here before we know it. If you're looking for a really special gift, I encourage you to check out the firearms made right here in America by our great friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, you start by going to their website, henryusa.com, order their free holiday gift guide, and they'll mail it with free decals that you can use for stocking stuffers. Perfect timing. Folks, when you give someone a Henry, you're giving them a work of art that is built with the finest craftsmanship I've ever seen as a collector. Now, their performance is top-notch. Mine were accurate, all of them, right out of the box. They shoot smooth and straight, and they have been reliable ever since. They have over 200 models of rifles and shotguns and revolvers to choose from. One of the things I like the most about these firearms, they're family heirlooms. They'll always be backed by the company's lifetime warranty. So if you want to put something that's going to be feeling and looking more like autumn out there, it'll be partly cloudy to mostly cloudy today. Temperatures will be mild to start, high 65 to 70, but turning colder by afternoon. Scattered areas of rain showers and thunderstorms by afternoon and windy. Brisk winds tonight, colder, a few overnight showers, low near 40. Cooler, a few scattered showers, brisk winds, highs only 50s Tuesday. Showers will linger in the Tuesday night, mid-30s. Clearing on Wednesday, but cool. Highs Wednesday and Thursday will only be in the 50s to near 60. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S. And screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family. Most often, colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. Marie, is that you? Oh, hi, Barb. How you doing? Better now. Did you know we had a little health scare with Jeff? Oh, no. What happened? Well, he had been short of breath and was really tired a lot of the time. He just thought he was getting old and was out of shape. But it turns out it was heart valve disease. How did you figure it out? 
He finally went to the doctor, and she was able to listen to his heart and detected the problem. I didn't realize it, but heart valve disease is more common than you'd think. They were able to replace the valve, and he's feeling so much better now. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. More than 5 million Americans are diagnosed with heart valve disease every year, but most people know nothing about the condition, and it can be deadly if untreated. That's why it's important to listen to your heart and ask your doctor if your symptoms may be due to heart valve disease or if you're at high risk. A message brought to you by Heart Valve Voice U.S. For more information about the symptoms and treatments for valve disease, go to heartvalvevoice-us.org. In many countries around the world, medical care is scarce. From birth defects to serious injuries and illnesses, countless millions have no access to safe surgery. Mercy Ships is there to help. With a team of volunteer professionals, nurses, surgeons, utilizing state-of-the-art hospital ships, Mercy Ships provides free surgeries for the thousands of those who are waiting for surgery at each port. Mercy Ships is bringing services to countries that would otherwise never be able to access those services. We just see people that need help. You realize that they have no way of getting help, and I want them to know that they're loved. Help make a lasting impact and turn someone's fear into joy. Find out how you can help by visiting our website at mercyships.org for more information. That's mercyships.org. Six of time. Just wake up my own. My name is Glenn Woods. Triple eight ninety seven Woods Z. Phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Let me see. I asked if anyone ever seen a Biden bumper sticker or T shirt or whatever. I do think yeah, a lot of those T shirts were sent to foreign countries because there's needy people in third world countries that could use clothes, and now they're walking around with the embarrassment of a Biden T shirt on. There, there is actually there is that. Let me say, uh, Don in Laramie, I've seen a few Biden-Harris bumper stickers here in Laramie. They seem to travel together in packs. I had no idea. Hmm. Now, I'm going to go one more. See, I'd close this one out. This has to do with someone who has bumper stickers all over their vehicle. So, Linda, Linda Heath, there is a car. So, she's in Cheyenne. There is a car... That is in the natural groceries parking lot. Bears a vote Biden bumper sticker along with at least 100 other liberal stickers to go with the Biden sticker. It is almost as if the car is being held together by bumper stickers. Yeah, and I'm thinking if they don't watch it, people are going to start ramming into them. But Or maybe that's a way for people to avoid them. I'm not sure how that works. All right, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. Here is, it was Judy in... Mills, Wyoming, sent me this one. New $4 billion Panasonic electric vehicle battery factory in Kansas. Now, hang on, because I got to let the other shoe drop on that one. New $4 billion Panasonic electric vehicle battery facility will need its own coal plant in order to run. 
So, as I've said before, you're not building these things without coal. So, yeah, let's go ahead and build. I wonder what the environmentalists are going to think of that. Let's build a coal fire power plant so we can build electric vehicles and then charge them on coal. Hey, Jude. Hey, I thought you'd like that when I saw that this morning. And I had to shoot it right over to you about needing a coal-fired plant yeah. to run them. Yeah, I love it in, in Germany where they needed to turn on a coal plant because their wind and solar is unreliable. In order to turn the coal plant, they had to reopen the mine, which is right next to the plant. And it was un- the coal is underneath a wind farm. So they had to destroy the wind farm to get at the coal to start the coal plant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like my husband says all the time, why do you mess with things that already work? Yeah, yeah, you know? true. Anyway, uh, the Joint Revenue Committee is meeting right now up at the Wheeler Building, the music building at Casper College. And I couldn't go until I had my morning constitution, and I'm still waiting for it. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. People eating breakfast appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, medication do that to you. Yeah. Anyway, they started talking. The first part is, okay, the acquisition value survey. Let me tell you about the survey because Rose... And I sat here all day, one day, doing exactly their job. We called all 23 counties to find out if any of them had been contacted by the guys that are doing this survey. Team uh, out of Kansas, that's their name, Team. And they said that they had talked to all the county assessors and all the county commissioners. Well, that's a lie. Uh, The ones we called, all 23 of them, and we got a call back from one... Uh, Novotny was the only one county commissioner, and he's a uh, chairman of the County Commissioners Association. He's the only one that heard from this team uh, outfit about this acquisition value on property. Okay, nobody else had heard from them. So they used like one to three people to do this $50,000 study, and they're presenting it right now. Well, I couldn't go yet. You know, I just told you why, but right. anyway, they're talking here. We have the Wyoming County Asso- Assessors Association speaking first, Wyoming County Commissioners Association, assessors from larger counties. Now, what does that mean? Assessors from larger counties in Wyoming. These are the people that are the, called the stakeholders. Right. Chief Economist of Wyoming Economic Analysis Division. Okay, here's one that stood out to me. Wyoming Taxpayers Association. Well, I did some digging on them, and you know what they are? They're a lobbyist group, okay? Mm -hmm. The realtors don't want it because it's going to cut into what they get for profit when they sell a home. Uh, The commissioners don't want it because it might add to the burden of the county. They might actually have to do some work. Uh, Like here, let me find it. Uh, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. God, where to go? Anyway, um, yeah, anyway, they're doing that right now, and it's all day to day, and it's all day tomorrow. Oh, 27% to 80% is the assessed value of your home right now. Can you believe that? Mm. 80% of what your house is worth, you're supposed to pay in taxes right now. Right. That's why they don't want that. They don't want us to, to have this acquisition value because... It cuts into the pay money of the realtors. Mm-hmm. It cuts into the money of the county. It cuts into the money of all these guys. In other words, it, it, it cuts their revenues down. 
So the reasons they're coming up with all this, I can't even believe them. Some of them are just so damn silly. It's not even funny. Okay, uh, you'll have to make some constitutional amendments. Um, you'll have to have additional staff. Um, you'll have to revise the statutes. Uh, you'll have to have a mandatory sale price disclosure. Uh, you might have to create a construction permit system, uh, a new computer system, proper sales recording with title companies. Now, does all of that sound like it's hard to do? It also sounds to me like you're going to have to start a whole new bureaucracy here. You just get rid of the old bureaucracy okay. and replace it with this one is what it is. Okay. And basically, they already have a computer system, so it's just upgrading. Yeah. Um, the revised statutes can be done down in legislation, uh, the constitutional amendments as well. Title companies always record the proper sale price. I don't even know what that's doing in there. Mm. Uh, the construction permit system is because some counties don't have a lot of planning and zoning going on. Well, you don't even need planning and zoning, and I've said that a thousand times. Uh, and then the mandatory sale price. Well, that goes back to the property sales recording with the title companies. All that, what do they think? People put down, like you sell an old car and you get $1,000 for it, but you only write a receipt for 50 mm -hmm. Do they really think that happens in the homing industry? Anyway, All right. um, it's still going on. It's at the, uh, up there at the college, guys. You better get up there. Uh, they're probably going to run on for another three hours of just uh, their presentations and stuff because they're only on slide two. And I imagine there's probably 10 or 12 of them. Right. And then you'll hear from the lobbyist. And I figure if they get time, maybe this afternoon, people will actually be able to address this, uh, com this uh, committee. So anyway, there's only about eight people in the room right now, guys. Matt yeah. Keating is there, uh, Sombrowski's there, Rose is up there, um, and a few other people. But better get up there or don't complain right. about your property taxes anymore. All right. Thank you, Jude. Well, it's a good idea to pack the house if you possibly can. This is one of the reasons I think a lot of times meetings are held at inconvenient times for the rest of us. So you can't get there and complain. All right, triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. It's open phones. Wake up. The antidote to boring morning radio. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 920 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, hold everything. All right, just stop the music. Hold everything here. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis, Morning Rich, he just sent me a note. Running late, crappy day. Rich, listen carefully. There is absolutely no way you're running late for anything. You're retired. You are literally retired. How the hell are you running late for anything? Now, I don't use that as an excuse. I can't. I don't think you can possibly be. All right. Well, I, he says he's late for something. I don't know what. Breakfast somewhere? Mike wants to talk about Diane Feinstein, who, by the way, Diane Feinstein was able to show up and, and vote this weekend on the budget, Mike. They just raised her hand by a string. I, I just wanted to know if it was inappropriate to play Ding Dong, the witch is dead, but were you supposed to save that for Nancy Pelosi? I have that reserved for Nancy Pelosi. Oh, but uh, it could be used for both. Technically. Ah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. But don't you worry. They will still be wheeling her in to vote for all sorts of things. Because, you know, Democrats are allowed to vote when they're dead. You see that every election. 
Well, the weekend at Bernie's thing you did, I thought I was pushing the envelope a little bit, but not really. Not really, no, no. All right, thank you, Mike. So, <laughs> we're not done with the fine sign jokes yet. We're really not. Okay. I want you to picture that you're standing, you know, you're dancing, actually, in a nightclub, hands held in the air, sweat perspiring. Greta Thunberg on the TVs above your head, screaming, how dare you, her face angrily looking down. How dare you, she says. Ladies and gentlemen, a climate update with Greta. I have several things on this. One of them is I'm looking at a picture here. This is an actual picture. I'm glad somebody noticed it. It's some young lady on an airplane, and that's very important where she is, some young lady on an airplane. And she's wearing a T-shirt that says, Just Stop Oil. So she's opposed to petroleum products. Let's back up. Where is she? She's on an airplane, a jetliner flying cross-country with a t-shirt that says just stop oil now i can point out other things how was the t-shirt made yeah how well how was her cell phone made how did she get to the airport let's take a look at her sneakers i bet i mean it goes on and on and on but okay She's wearing a T-shirt, just stop oil, while she's riding on an airplane. All right. Having said that, here's the story that was sent to me by Judy while I was on the air this morning. New $4 billion Panasonic electric vehicle battery factory in Kansas requires so much power that the facility will need its own coal plant to run. That's good news for a Wyoming. A coal-fired power plant in Kansas that was slated for closure will remain open to provide needed power for electric vehicles, the so-called clean energy storage products. In accordance with Biden regime's ongoing efforts to force all Americans into electric vehicles, Panasonic has built a $4 million electric battery factory in a small Kansas city. The local media reports that the factory will require anywhere between 200 to 250 megawatts of electricity in order to function. That's roughly the amount of electricity needed to keep a small town open, right? Okay, well, now, they can't do that with wind power because wind power is unreliable. But okay, on track to receive a whopping $6.8 billion dollars from Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, which had nothing to do with inflation. Panasonic is proving once again that in order to create so-called clean energy, you need to burn a lot of dirty energy, as they call it. Rendering the whole practice pointless. The amount of energy from the new Panasonic EV battery facility is so high, in fact, that representatives from uh, the public utilities serving the factory testified before the Kansas City Corporations Commission that there are serious near-term challenges. There's no way, again, these wind and solar farms are going to be able to create enough energy to create the batteries to run the coal-powered cars. Put another way, the Panasonic EV battery sector in DeSoto is an energy hog of epic proportions, such as energy... Well, 
it's going to have to continue burning coal at nearby power plants in Lawrence that was previously, again, slated to be closed or maybe transition to natural gas. As we've seen, as I've been telling you for quite a while, there is nothing clean about so-called clean energy. And then it go, the story does go into what it takes. A 15-pound lithium-ion battery is about the same amount of energy as a pound of oil. To make that battery requires 7,000 pounds of rock and dirt and minerals to get into the battery. The average EV battery weighs about 1,000 pounds. All of the mining processes, a lot more than carbon dioxide emissions, gas powers, and so on, it has to be driven about 60,000 miles before there is any kind of net reduction in carbon emissions. Uh, there's more that I can say about it, but I think you're getting the idea of this, right? And as I pointed out many times before, when it comes to making solar panels, for example, solar panels you have to use in, in a couple of different ways, but you have to use coal in order to make the solar panel. One of the elements that goes into solar panels is coal. All right, now, earlier this morning, I played this. So I did as the government asked, and I looked at the science when it came to climate change, and this is what I found. According to government figures, Australia is producing 499 million metric tonnes of carbon dioxide per year. But what I also found is that one mature tree will absorb 48 pounds or 21.77 kilograms of carbon dioxide per year. And Australia currently has 24 billion standard sized trees absorbing 453 million metric tons of carbon dioxide per year. And that's just trees. Doesn't include any other plant life. And particularly, doesn't include mangroves. And mangroves will absorb 50 times more carbon dioxide per year than a standard-sized tree. So why is the government hell-bent on cutting down trees in order to install solar farms when it seems quite obvious from the science that nature has already provided the solution to the problem. Okay, and, and there is no problem. I have to throw that in as well. There's not a problem here because CO2 is not a pollutant. None of those trees or plants, or you for that matter, would exist without CO2, so we need it. But nature already absorbs far more CO2 than man puts out by far. All of this seems to make sense until you actually run the numbers. And then you find out it doesn't make sense at all. Now, hang on. Because I have coming up right after this news and information break. I played it earlier this morning, but I have to play this again. You heard about, even in Cheyenne, Wyoming, there was the fight about uh, getting rid of plastic grocery bags. What they kept misidentifying as single-use bags, but you know they're not. Well, I have a way of thinking about that that you've probably never thought of before. And this is going to be the perfect argument. Trust me, this is going to be the perfect argument for you if you ever get into a plastic bag discussion with someone. But hang on. Local news, weather forecasts. Let's wake up my own. Near six. Where Wyoming comes to talk. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-Woods. 
936 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So I promised you something about plastic bags. This is the ultimate argument when it comes to plastic bags, okay? And just real quick, DJ and Gillette, everyone I know has a big plastic bag of plastic shopping bags to use for whatever, again. Yeah, I do too even. I Every time they try to make the we got to get rid of plastic grocery bags argument, they always throw in these single-use plastic bags, which means, as usual, they're lying. Okay, they're lying. They have to exaggerate the story in order to make it sound worse. I don't know anyone who uses those bags, but maybe somebody has done it once or twice, but for the most part, those bags are not single-use. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis, I reuse plastic bags for trash bag liners. I do in smaller trash bags. Like, for example, if you walk into my bathroom in my house, you'll see sitting there between the sink and the toilet is a garbage can. Of course, right? And the liner of that garbage can is a plastic grocery bag. I, I use these things. In fact, many times I'll use a plastic grocery bag again, and then I take it home and put it back in the stack of bags to use it yet again. I'll get as many uses as I can of it. So what do you mean single-use bags? Anyway, let's move on. You've never, I don't think, thought about it in these terms. This is your ultimate argument. So let me get this straight. I can go to the grocery store and buy a pound of sliced ham in a plastic bag, a loaf of bread in a plastic bag, a gallon of milk in a plastic jug, a pack of napkins in plastic wrap, a store-made salad in a plastic tub, plastic bottles with ketchup or mustard, but they won't give me a plastic bag to carry it home in because the plastic bag is bad for the environment. Hmm. Hmm, I like I like the way she did that. I really like the way she did that. So my argument to anybody who would say, well, though, we got to get rid of those plastic bags. Okay, let's walk through the grocery store, and I want you to take a look at everything that is in plastic in the grocery store, which is a lot of stuff, a lot. Okay, now if your argument is going to be, well, then we got to get rid of all that plastic stuff. <clears throat> okay, so you're going to replace it with what? The reason we went to plastic is because the resources that we have to use in order to... And boy, is there a long line of resources that we use. We were using glass. We were using wood, cardboard. I mean, the list goes on and on and on for things. But think about it a minute. What would we have to do? What resources would we have to expend in order to get rid of plastic? And, and then there's also the convenience in so many things. <clears throat> because uh, I remember, remember the old television, for those old enough to remember the television commercials for Heinz Ketchup, Anticipation? Because you would turn the glass bottle upside down and then just wait for the ketchup to come out. And they Anticipation was the song. Because they were trying to make it sound like, gosh, isn't it good that you have to wait so long? And who among us didn't take a knife and stick it up the glass bottle to try to get the ketchup out? Because we were tired of waiting for it to drip out. Finally, someone came up with a plastic ketchup bottle. And better yet, a plastic ketchup bottle that you're supposed to store top down. So when you pick it up, the ketchup's already at the spout. That was brilliant. But they want us to go back to 
Like, no, you're using any plastic at all? Okay. Well, again, my whole argument is, and you're going to replace it with what exactly? And let's go ahead and add up the natural resources that we're going to have to use in order to replace it. See where I'm going with this? We're better off with plastic. Now, if you want to make sure the plastic is biodegradable or something like that, I'm with, go ahead, fine. But I really don't think they understand what they're asking for here because they haven't done the math. Wild Mama and Casper, morning, Wild Mama. I use them to clean up dog poop in the yard. Also, I.D. John in Granite Canyon. Plastic grocery bags are great for picking up dog poop. See? There's two people in a row that message me about picking up dog poop. Now, the only bad thing about picking up dog poop with a plastic bag is setting it on fire. Look, we're, we're in October now. We're coming up on Halloween. Ding dong ditch. Come on. You take, the, you take the paper bag. You fill it up with dog poop. You go to someone's front. I'm not encouraging anything, am I? No. You go to someone's front door. You light the bag on fire. You ring the bell. You run. They come out and see that there's a bag on fire on their front stoop, and they stomp it out, getting dog poop all over their shoes. And hopefully they don't notice it, and they've got to turn and walk back into the house before they notice it. Now they have dog poop all over their house. That is the only time I would rather have a paper bag over a plastic bag is when it comes to ding-dong ditch. Other than that, I'm all about using plastic bags. But I still, let's go back to the question here. Just think for a moment. If you got rid of all the plastics that we put things in in grocery stores, and that includes when you open up a cereal box, there's that plastic in there. Open up a box of many, I like to get wheat thins now and then. Wheat thins are, I love wheat thins. Chips or crackers like that are inside a plastic bag inside the cardboard box, right? And we do that for freshness reasons. So how many things, next time you go through the grocery store, just kind of keep an eye out for how many things are either plastic when you first look at it or are plastic inside the outer box. If we got rid of all of that plastic, ask the environmentalist, and I put that in air quotes, environmentalist, and you plan to replace that with what exactly? And what you want to replace it with, is it going to be better, less resources, or not? Oh, Mary, a list of things that are Wake Up Wyoming approved. Lighting poop on fire. Yes. (laughs) We should do that. 943 Wake Up Wyoming. If it matters in Wyoming, it matters to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. 9.48's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name's Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Frank, you know, of course, um, much like, and they're going to hate the comparison. Women are going to be mad at me for the comparison. Just like an elephant never forgets, women never forget. Well, of course they don't. Okay. If you want to know 
what's going on? Yes. At, and you're at a party function? Yes. Sit at the women's table. Yeah, exactly. They will yeah. tell oh, you everything, Lord. and they yeah. know everything. Okay, Here, here's why I say that. Because uh, we were in a conversation, and Mary, I do approve of what you're doing. I'm just noticing you remember everything like a typical <laughs> woman does. Right. And so here we are, uh, we're discussing uh, those uh, plastic bags at the grocery store, which some people mislabel single-use bags, and I'm going through all of the things that you can use these bags for after you've used them once, which I do. The only thing they're not good for is, you know, when you play Ding Dong Ditch. And yeah, you can do that. You put the poop in the paper bag, light the paper bag on right. fire. But normally speaking, those bags mm -hmm. are great for, you know, dog poop, cat that, poop. Well, that's, yeah, people that, suggest that. That's an that, automatic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Mary started a list of things that are Wake Up Wyoming approved. Lighting dog poop on fire, ding dong ditch. Apparently, I've just approved that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Owning a flamethrower. I want one. With a plastic bag? Oh. No, no, just oh. a flamethrower. You can buy flamethrowers, Frank. They are for sale. You can own a flamethrower. And how and much are they, Glenn? Not much. And really? I, and, yeah. The and, gas is probably, and, the fuel is probably. Sure, really probably. Big. But I approve. Okay. So that's on the list of Wake Up Wyoming approved owning a flamethrower. Flamethrower. Uh, scraping roadkill and frying it up to cook for dinner. That is not approved. <clears throat> It is by me. I have approved that no, on Wake Up stop. Wyoming. No, That's gross. No. Well, look, if it's a fresh kill. I don't care. It was killed like two seconds I ago by a car. No. I, Frank, it, I approve. Shovel into the ditch. Yes, right. Yeah, and then, let me see, uh, ignoring government mandates and saying bring it on when they come for you and tax evasion. Just a few of the things that I've approved on this program. <laughs> and the IRS <laughs> approves also. Not much. And so Miss Mary's keeping a list of things. We should make a little booklet. What things are Wake Up Wyoming approved? Uh, just blame me if you get in trouble for it, I guess. Okay, I, I don't know you're covered. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys won their Mountain West Conference opener on Saturday in Laramie, beating the New Mexico Lobos 35-26. So they're 4-1 and one overall, 1-0 one league play. After leading 12 tonight at halftime, the Pokes got with it. They rang up 17 points in quarter number three and had to hang on from there. The Lobos outscored UW 14-6 in the fourth quarter. Running back Harrison Whaley, that dude's got some serious speed, had a 46-yard run for a score in the game, finished with 191 yards rushing. Quarterback Andrew Peasley had a better game as opposed to the week previous. He went 16-25 for 194 yards and a touchdown on defense. Easton Gibbs with eight tackles. Wyatt Eckler with two sacks. Pokes um, have a huge, huge game on Saturday night on, in Laramie, taking on nationally ranked Fresno State at 6 p.m. National Football League, the Denver Broncos actually won a game and they beat the Chicago Bears 31-28 in that pillow fight bowl on Sunday. The game featured two of the worst teams in the NFL. Now the Bears are the worst team, clearly, but the Broncos really are that much better. Denver did rally from 21 points down in the game. Their defense ended up with a tying touchdown, forcing a fumble and returning it for a score. Quarterback Russell Wilson, 21 of 28 for 223 yards and three TD passes. Denver's now 1 and 3, and the host of the New York Jets on Sunday. Also in the NFL, former Wyoming Cowboy and Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen with a terrific game on Sunday as the Bills boat raced Miami 48 20. Allen threw four TD passes and was 25, 21 of 25 for 320 yards. Buffalo is now 3 and 1. Cincinnati going the other way. They have former UW. 
OW guy and Casper native Logan Wilson at the linebacker spot, but they lost to Tennessee yesterday 27-3 to drop to 1-3. Wilson had four tackles in the game. Tennessee had 173 yards rushing and 400 yards total offense in that game. High school football from over the weekend, the big game on Friday and 4A saw Sheridan stay undefeated as they had the Chinese their first loss of the season, 44-37. That was a tremendous game. The Tronas 5-1 after a 35-10 win over Rock Springs. Kelly Walsh took a huge step forward in terms of making the playoffs in 4A with a 20-3 win over Laramie. The Plainsmen are 0-6. Cheyenne Central 3-3 after a 51-0 win over Cheyenne South, and South is 0-6. In 2A, Glenrock still looking for their first win of the year. They lost to Burns in overtime 20-14. In 1A-9, man, Pine Bluffs has not lost yet. They defeated Lost 21-14. In 1A-6, man, Casey over in Catman 61-27. And Midwest lost to HEM 79-26. Tell me more about this UW game this weekend. So Fresno State is a very a good, good team, team, and Wyoming okay. is going to figure out what they're made of. Okay, so this is a... Is, so I didn't hear you say they can't win. No, they, 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 they're... they're, they're once, once you get this far in the season, yeah. you know, anything really can happen. There are possibilities and there are probabilities. Okay. But this is a game Wyoming is going to figure out who they are, what they are, okay. and why they are. Okay, so get out there and make sure you win this one, even if it's by a half point, which I know it, it, does it, not exist. The margin doesn't, doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. Just win it. It's going it, to be hard. It's going to be an enormous challenge. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we got to take care of. News time after that. It's Wake Up Wyoming.